Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lag Radio here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss, and I have a very special little review to share with you folks. Now, one of the things that you probably know that I do is I stream Magic the Gathering online and Magic the Gathering Arena in future weeks. And I'm a huge, huge fan of the game. I've been playing for many, many, many years since about 2003-ish, I think now. And yeah, I am a huge, huge fan of all things magic-related. When it comes to lore, when it comes to art, when it comes to the game itself, it is a big, big part of my life in many ways. So I was really, really humbled and privileged to get the chance to review another one of the magic art books that just came out, actually, because they're releasing more Magic the Gathering sets. Of course, they're always going to be releasing more. Hopefully, knock on wood, never going to stop. But uh, they just got done releasing uh, the new Ravnica Allegiance set. And it's a return to a fan-favorite plane by the name of Ravnica, duh. And the fact that they're returning to Ravnica, see, one of the big things is that there are a certain number of expectations that have to be met. Because this is a plane they visited twice now. And that's pretty. Un- this is actually unprecedented territory when it comes to Magic's history. They've never gone back to the same place three times, so it's it's kind of a special thing. Now, when it comes to Ravnica, this plane, the plane of Ravnica, there are a number of different things that you come to expect. One of them is that the city of, of Ravnica is the entire plane, pretty much, which means that the entire world is just this massive, sprawling cityscape, and there's just these skyscrapers that are massive and towering and there are these different factions that rule over the city in different ways they have they're kind of in charge of different things you know there's like the sanitation is is taken care of by the golgari who are these black green uh colored sort of i don't know scroungers i don't know they're they're like all in part of death and nature and life and stuff and so it kind of makes sense that they are control of like sanitation and the sewer system um, but yeah, so there are these intense political struggles between them because they're always kind of rivaling against each other. They, they disagree about certain things in certain ways, and a lot of the times they have pretty opposite ideologies. But the number one thing at the forefront, I kind of gave it away a little bit because I mentioned them already, but they're the colors, the color identities themselves. Now, whenever you talk about Magic the Gathering, to me at least, I think that the colors are the at the forefront. I think that they are reflected in every bit of the game design, every little bit of the lore. That is that is what magic is. It's without the colors, you don't have magic. And for example, like whenever I find someone in just in in the streets, because <laughs> I find I talk to people in the streets a lot. Uh, no, yeah. Whenever I just find a random magic player out in the in meat space in the real world, the first thing I always got to ask this person are, what colors do you play? You know, what color deck do you play? What colors are you? And this is because I think that when someone answers that question, that says a lot about who they are. It says a lot about what they value. It says a lot about their own personal philosophies and, um, yeah, just some core central tenets of their own. And especially when someone answers in a, a combination of colors. So, like, say, you know, maybe they play blue-red, then that's going to have a very different sort of interpretation than someone that plays green-black, okay? So, and, and I think this says a lot about specifically the identities themselves, right? So they've, they've distinguished the identities over the many, many years of Magic's history, 25 years, in fact, of Magic's history. They've distinguished them so much from one another that 
it's, yeah, it's got something that we refer to as a color identity. And Ravnica was known, the reason why I bring this up is because Ravnica was the first plane to actually give an explicit lore background and name to each of those color combinations. So there are five colors of magic total, right? There's red, blue, black, white, and green. And so you can combine those in a total of 10 different ways. And each of those combinations, their political faction in the city and plane of Ravnica is, which is called a guild, the, the political faction, they have their names. So for example, there's the Orzhov Syndicate, there's the Golgari Swarm, right? And now over time, since Ravnica's release in, I want to say it first came out in about 2005-ish, 4-ish, something like that, maybe a little bit later, might have been 2006, closer to. Either way, it's those names of those political factions have become synonymous with their color combinations in a way such that I could say, you know, in response to that question of what colors do you play, I could say, oh, I played Demir Control, and immediately whoever's listening to me knows that now they're going to be up against a blue-black deck, right? Because Demir is the name of the blue-black faction of Ravnica. And I think that it, it also even speaks even further about the way that magic is played in that when you say blue black you're probably going to be expecting something totally different than if someone said oh yeah i'm i'm a gruel player i play red green dinosaurs right that's very different because the blue black deck is probably going to be made with a lot of care in making these slow decisions these very very important massive ones that kind of just build up into this kind of back and forth battle of wits sort of match whereas when it comes to a gruel dinosaurs deck, it's a lot of just beating face. It's a lot of just hitting your opponent as hard as you can and seeing if they can withstand you. Now, when it comes to the art book of Art of Ravnica, we're given really this fascinating look into how a lot of the world's top-notch artists think of the guilds and how they portray them. And in the book, there's a section on each uh, accompanying guild and the lore and and talking about the history. You know, it has, of course these big full-blown renditions of the art as well. And I think that this is a kind of the cure to magic cards in particular. Because of the format, them being cards, a lot of the times the art is way too small that in order for you to fully appreciate some of these intricacies, some of the details, some of the Easter eggs that are put into the cards. So, for example, just actually a couple of weeks ago, I was pointed out by someone that one of the more popular cards from the last set, Guilds of Ravnica, there was actually an Easter egg hidden as a reference to another very beloved card. Now, for those of you who have played the game before, I'm referring to, in particular, March of the Multitudes, which is actually a really good card and very popular. Uh, and I'm talking about Totally Lost, which came from a previous Ravnica set and a much beloved little one-eyed homunculus character named of Fibblethip. So keep an eye out. Take a look and uh, and see if you can notice it on the full you know, big blown up version of March of the Multitudes and see if you can find Fibblethip. But this detail is going to be obviously extremely difficult to notice on the original printing of the card. It's very, very difficult. Like I've seen it in person and it's, yeah, it, you would have to be really looking in order to find it. And I think this gives further evidence as to why these art books are so necessary and really so valued in the community. Now, I will say that this Art of Ravnica tome is, of course, called the Art of Ravnica, but I think that it's actually quite a disservice to, to call it just that. There is so much lore packed into every single nook and cranny of this book. I can't overstate that. I am so happy for that as well, I will say. I wanted art. When I think Art of Ravnica, I think art, but there is just so much more that 
I am, yeah, I'm over the moon about it, basically. Every single chapter is a new guild, and it provides this really enlightening, you know, sort of experience where you can deepen your understanding of how that color combination, how that guild functions. And, you know, there's not to mention, of course, the final section of the book, which also kind of takes each of those guilds and then puts them into the grand scheme of magic's overall story. So there's some some overarching story in the magic uh mythos right so it's not just here's a world here's some characters all right let's move on to the next world here's some different characters no there is connection between them and right now at the time of the writing at least it helps to see the lore kind of written out in such a way along with these really beautiful renditions of the paintings and and artwork and it helps to explain why you've got this big bad dragon dude named nicol bolas and all of his at her his agents actually are all on ravnica now, I myself was a really long time dedicated reader of the old magic novels back in the day, and I am honestly pretty disheartened that they weren't able to continue with that series. I loved a lot of those books. Some of them I will recognize as not being as good as others, but overall, I really enjoyed those books a lot. But I will say that the lore that's in this Art of Ravnica book really helps to fill kind of the the hole left in my heart, per se. <laughs> and maybe this is a, a hot take and an unpopular opinion, but I think that some of the writing in this book is actually better than some of the magic stories written that go on the uh, Wizards website. So definitely kudos to James Wyatt, who is the uh, editor and author, I believe, of the book. And he relayed a lot of details in, in a really descriptive, but also very efficient, very succinct manner. Now, the book itself super quality and uh when it comes to the paper feels great all right i like that it's it's matte in just the right ways it's not too glossy either it's got this heft when you're when you're changing pages and you can even hold it open in such a way that the pages don't just like flip over one another they kind of just stay open wherever it is even from page one it seemed to be that way for me but maybe i just got a lucky copy i don't know Either way, I really like the designs, the layouts. I will say the one detracting point to me, I think, is the fact that there are these two-page spreads of art sometimes. And I've got two reasons why. First one, I think a lot of these artworks, they're made for magic cards, yes, but they're also drawn as these, you know, or painted as these normal size kind of art prints. But when you blow them up to two-page spreads, they do not translate as well. There starts to be kind of a quality degradation. And I kind of mentioned this in the last review as well of Magic the Gathering Concepts and Legends. It's definitely less of an issue here than it was there, but it's still an issue. Second thing means two-page spreads equals less lore. And now I will say there is still a ton of lore in this book. But me, being the greedy little Vorthos guy that I am... I love lore and I love more of it. I want more details and stuff that you're not going to find on the cards, not going to find in little players' handbooks or anywhere else. So, um, yeah, less two-page art spreads or just picking the better paintings that translate better to two-page spreads. I think that's what I would recommend for future Art of Magic uh, books. Bottom line is, though, if you like magic, if you're interested in magic for any reason besides just playing the cards, or really even if you are, even if cards are the only thing that you like in magic, I think you should give this a shot. I think you're going to eat this up at the least. Uh, Honestly, I had trouble finishing my review of this book because I kept 
reading. And I was like, all right, wait a second. This particular guild, Orzhov, for example, I think is like the second guild in the book. This They are super cool in the way that this describes it. But then I'm like, oh, what about is it though? I really want to know what is it's like and, and why it's like that. And so I couldn't stop reading. I know it's a very cliche thing to say, but it was actually true for me. So I would say look forward to this because I think it's a pretty good problem to have. Overall, big, big thank you to Eric and Viz for giving me a review copy of the book. I was super happy to, to see this in my mailbox, and I will be very happy to be looking at more art of books in the future. Aaron, thank you so much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss, and this is Lag Radio.